You are listening to Down Home. So next up is Zamani. When researching local Halifax singer and songwriter Zamani, I came across her introduction before her performance for Black Vibes presented by Ansma. So Zamani is an artist that does it all. She doesn't only write and sing the songs that she makes. She also produces and engineers everything you hear her sing. She's performed in Europe, the U.S., the Caribbean, where she opened for pop legends UB40 and shared the stage with the likes of Estelle from the U.K., Genuine and Maya, who are two veterans of the R&B world. She picked up the East Coast Music Award for African Canadian Artist of the Year. So you don't want to miss out on hearing this rising international talent. I couldn't agree more. Talking with Zamani filled me and Jay with hope and pride. This talented young Scotian gives us hope for the next generation down home. And she also fills us with pride. This talented young sister is Scotian through and through. Welcome to Down Home, the Nova Scotian experience by two black men. I am Derek Wise. And as always, we have Mr. Jay Jones. What's happening? And our conversation this week is with singer-songwriter Zamani. How are you doing, Zamani? I'm doing really good. How are you? Good, good. It's, <laughs> you're, you're really busy. I, we, we figured that out. Like, you're a very busy uh, young woman. Um, I think we caught you in uh, a reading week. Um, what, what are you studying in university? So I am currently in my third year of my um, Bachelor of Community Design. Um, and I, I intend to go into architecture after this. And it's actually a really interesting program. I really enjoy it because it combines my love of art um, with a kind of like practical, um, practically applied profession. And uh, aside from music, I also, I paint and I make jewelry. I love photography. So anything creative is, is my yeah. avenue. So, Very creative. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're a Renaissance <laughs> woman. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take the title. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'm really enjoying it. I feel like I'm learning a lot, especially because it's one of those things where you look around um, in, in your city and you can apply all the knowledge um, like right there, right in your city. Mm -hmm. And interesting to like, kind of just go around and look at, look at things and say, oh, uh, that's, you know, oh, look at this, this new development they're making over here and look how the city's mm -hmm. changing and apply what I've learned. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it's really fun. And I'm, I'm excited to do architecture after I graduate. I'm very excited. That's cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah there's so much, go there's so many uh, changes going on in Halifax as far as, everything building up so you're 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 right on point <laughs> yeah. it's changing very quickly too yeah yeah it's um now you, you mentioned your music of course mm -hmm. um the uh the influences that you, when you were growing up to actually kind of kind of swing some of your artistic uh juices over to music uh what 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 was your inspiration like, where did you draw inspiration from? It started off with um, jazz music. Like, that was my first 
Um, I always say this, that was my first love in music. I always went to bed to jazz music. And um, in the morning times, we would listen to like classical on the way to school. Uh, because my mom always said that classical music like woke up your brain and jazz music like would calm your mind and help you uh, rest and go to sleep. So it's always classical in the morning, jazz at night. Um, and then kind of like as I got older and I got a phone and everything and, you know, we have access to all these music streaming platforms. I started to kind of like develop my own uh, music interests and I discovered a lot of really interesting artists from all over the world, like um, Tyler, the creator, he's like a big influence for me mm -hmm. because he's, he's really, he's self-taught, like his piano, he's self-taught. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like really inspiring because I, I did piano for a, a few years, but I didn't really keep up with it. But then it, it kind of reminds me, you know, like I can, I can uh, figure it out along the mm -hmm. way. Um, certainly Erica Badu is a big influence mm -hmm. on me. My parents always played her a lot. Um, yeah, you can hear that in your music, definitely. Oh, I hope so. I hope yeah, so. Yeah. I just absolutely adore her artistry because it, it doesn't just stop with music for her. Like her whole entire like persona is just like mm -hmm. so intriguing. Um, in terms of like modern or before, I guess um, this artist isn't like necessarily like super modern because she's been out uh, for a while, but Layla Hathaway, yeah. I love voice she's, she's got such a like deep rich tone mm -hmm. and I have like a lower voice so I, I I lean on her for inspiration when it comes to like how to um, attack certain notes and certain runs but yeah uh, other than that I I find that I really love UK artists as really? well something about UK music that is just different from North American music like um there's an artist by the name of Leanne Le Havas. Yeah, uh, she's awesome. Oh God, I love her so much. And she plays the guitar and the bass and she's just like so cool. Like, I don't know, she just seems like such a cool yeah. person. I would love to like hang out with her and just like go out to lunch, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and Tiana Major Nine and of course, Floetry. Love me some Floetry. Oh, Floetry, <laughs> that's, that's, that's uh, they're really, really cool. Um, they are. They, yeah, I, I, I love them, yeah. Mm -hmm. cool. yeah. now, are there any um scotian influences in there somewhere even if it's uh like on a local level anything there yeah um my parents my parents are like you know they are both musical and they you know push me into this music and help me to they noticed that i had an interest in music already and then they helped me take it to the next level so my mother was um leader of the acapella quartet for the moment which toured oh. all over canada and and europe and like really? that's obviously like such an inspiration yeah um i love hearing the stories of like you know they opened for maya angelou in um toronto i think when my sister was young or, or i was no i was like two i think yeah so um it was just such a cool story to hear about growing up, you know? I mean, my Angelo is like iconic and, and we yeah. love her. And so uh, that's amazing. I also um, am very inspired by, oh, I forgot to mention, sorry, that my dad is a, a jazz guitarist. And so his influence on me was like the, the kind of 
production side of things. Mm-hmm. Whereas my mother's influence on me was on my voice and my songwriting. My father is very, you see the studio that I'm in right now, this was his studio. Yeah, cool. So I grew up and took it over and uh, <laughs> he's all busy. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it, uh, keeping it running while he's yeah. <laughs> work to do. So um, yeah, I, I love production and I'm, I'm trying to teach myself some instruments more. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think other than that, my friends, uh, some of my friends who, who make music inspire me because just watching them like go at it, I think just knowing that we have each other as support yeah, helps me to carry on and to keep doing it and also bouncing ideas off of each other, uh, looking to each other for experience and um, ideas for songwriting. I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just Jay, just before you get started, there, mm-hmm. I was I was uh, listening to uh, a few of your songs on YouTube, and it really gave me a, you know, transported me back in my in my little my little coop back in the early nineties, <laughs> like that, that, that soulful feel, like like you know, pumping some Erica Badu or whatever in my yeah, in my yeah. tape in my yeah. in my cassette player. Ba- it, Baduism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just awesome. Like it's it's great. Yeah. If you could read my mind, you would question everything that's in there. If you could take some time away from your paradise, just give it some thought for a minute, and maybe you'll understand how I'm really feeling. So it was, a, it was a quartet, wasn't it? Yes. And yes. Uh, Anne Marie Woods was she one of them? Or what? my auntie Amory? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we 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 interviewed her uh, uh, last year as well. Uh, so yeah, awesome. it's so cool. Nova Scotia sort of has that connection of of uh, you know generations, like it's passed down, and you're uh, carrying that 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 torch. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I hope to even, and you know, pass that down to some of like my younger cousins and um, other black girls in the community who are striving to do music because I think it's really important to have someone, like to see someone looking like you who, who's doing it and comes from mm-hmm. the same place that you come yeah. from. Um, it makes the world of a difference. And yeah. yeah. And also to yourself, and expression is very important. So, I mean, you come from a long line of of people who express themselves that way. So it's it's natural for you, yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. Now, um, Derek and I are a little bit older. We've been away from Nova Scotia for a little while, you know. Um, um, but what is it like as a young black woman growing up down home with with everything going on, like your community, the music industry, like? What is it like for you as a, as a young black woman? I think, um, I think things are, are really headed in a really good direction. 
uh, in terms of the music scene here in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I just came back from Nova Scotia Music Week and you know there was a panel um, called Breaking Down Racial Barriers. And we, we talked about some of the issues that black artists face in uh, the East Coast and across the country mm-hmm. and even beyond and how it's important for us to start to take on those kind of leadership positions um, as, you know, as opposed to just being the artists. I mean, that's obviously amazing. You know, our music has like changed the world. Our music is what's kind of, you know, I feel like our music is, is the soundtrack to, to the world. And so uh, it's really important for us to not only just be in those positions, but to also be um, the leaders in the music industry mm-hmm. where we can uh you know be the ones to make the decisions for black artists as mm-hmm. opposed to people who don't look like us making decisions for us mm-hmm. um and so uh, this conversation is like really coming to the forefront and i'm sensing a lot of change happening there are a lot more black people being involved in some of the music associations here on the East Coast. Um, And I'm happy to see that. I'm also happy to see like highlighting female producers. I actually just did an interview. Um, Oh my goodness, I can't remember if it was CBC or, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, myself, Rini Smith, um, Bria Isabel and Erin Costello, we did a, an interview where we just kind of talked about what it's like to be females in music and mm-hmm. how it's such a male dominated space mm-hmm. and, you know, just what it's like to be doing our own thing, having to kind of teach ourselves and rely on ourselves and just the power that it holds being able to be self-sufficient and um, hoping, you know, to be able to pass that on to the next generation as well. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I definitely feel as though we're we're headed in a, in a really good direction, and um, I'm excited to see you know some more of the black artists coming up out of Nova Scotia. I really feel like soon it's gonna happen really soon. That's we're right. gonna have somebody that gets really big. I hope I'm one of those people. So yeah, well, <laughs> it's you know uh, it, you're you're on your way. Your your music really is really cool, and it also has that sensibility of that sort of old school dynamic a little bit with that neo soul kind of feel, mm-hmm. and it's very very soulful and from the heart from some of the songs that I checked out. So, yeah. you know, and it sounds like you're surrounding yourself with good people who that's, uh, are on the same level, you know, that's important. And, that's important. The people around you are important. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's your words are very encouraging. It, uh, cause we've been so away for so long. Like Jay, Jay was kind of in the music scene a little bit back in the day, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's been some changes and it sounds like the changes have been encouraging. That's really great. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the big question is, um, since the racial reckoning of 2020 with George Floyd put a lens on everything, and I think everyone sort of looked at things a little bit differently. We're in a pandemic, less distraction. So boom, and you know, social media, everything was there is right in our face. What sort of changes do you think, uh, have you seen in sort of race re- relations in Nova Scotia and what's changed for you? You know, when uh, the incident occurred um, with George Floyd, 
because it was during a pandemic, you know, just like you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, there was no way for people to just kind of carry on with their lives and just pretend like it didn't happen. Um, which has happened, there has been so many, this is not the first, uh, you know, this is not the first. And so um, it it took a global pandemic for people to actually sit and realize what's going on um, in the global black community. And so here in Halifax, we had a, a, a protest on Spring Garden, on Spring Garden Road. Mm -hmm. And so even though it was a pandemic, people showed up. The numbers were were so great and I felt very emotional um, just to see so many people show up in solidarity and support. Um, Even in the middle of a pandemic, you know, everybody was masked up um, and and just, you know, there were speakers. and also afterward, there was kind of like this uh, celebration of life where some people played music. It was kind of controversial. Some people felt like they shouldn't have. Some people were like, it was, mm-hmm. but um, in my, from my viewpoint, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, as black people, we're really tired and we're upset. And it was a celebration of life and black culture. And it, w- it felt good to also to be around other black people Mm-hmm. And for us to celebrate life together, especially since so many people are losing their lives mm-hmm. um, from, you know, because of racism and even because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that since then, not only have white people kind of had an awakening, but I feel like even some Black people have have kind of had an awakening because um, you know, as, as someone who's like this middle class black people, it's it's there's a, a certain uh, level of separation mm-hmm. from the kind of uh, experiences that other black people are going through, especially in Canada too, um, and in Nova Scotia, because we have such a like strong black community and population. Um, there's a little there's a history of um, you know us us feeling strong together. Yeah. And so that's a good thing, but also, you know, the later generations have kind of like become a little bit separated from that. And, and I feel like this has really helped us to see the severity of the situation. Um, and kind of similar to what I said about um, more black people being involved in these uh, uh, music associations, I think in general, more black people are being reached out to mm-hmm. and asked for consultation on how to proceed um, in in our society and in, in our city and how to uh, be a better Halifax, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you actually see a tangible change around you, um, you know, that's uh, a lot of work. We were. Sure, but there's, there's still a lot of work to do. Um, but I do see an effort to making that change mm-hmm. and um, a lot more emphasis on equity and diversity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping to really see, you know, within the next like five, 10 years, like I want to be able to look back at now and be like, wow, look what's changed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that uh, this, this is kind of like a flashpoint in 
we've gone forward from here. That's uh, hopefully that does happen. Yeah, and and it's so important for people like you, the younger generation, to come up with 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 that mentality of 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 you know it. There is lots of work to do, and there's lots of pain. There's lots of things that have always happened during the past. But you know, even for Derek and I, when we started for the started this podcast, it was kind of based on what happened with George Floyd. And then we sort of looked at our Nova Scotian history and realized the community that we came from and how strong we were. And we wanted to lend our voice to a conversation of even just having these conversations to like, who knows what's going to happen, but nothing changes unless it's faced. Right. So we have to keep going on. And, and, you know, I, I give so many kudos to you um, for, for having that kind of head on your shoulders to see that, you know, you are coming up and, and you have a voice and a platform where you can add to these things and, and together with the people that you're already sort of getting together with already, you know, so Jay, Jay's spouting a little bit of James Baldwin there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, we got, we got to learn from a past too. You know what I mean? We do. And, and, you know, even, um, so the acapella quartet that my mother was a part of was very vocal Mm -hmm. on race issues and, um, also gender issues. And so that is like ingrained within me and, my father is actually not from here. He's from St. Lucia. He's from mm-hmm. the Caribbean. Okay. And so we kind of would have these conversations about the difference between his upbringing in a place that's predominantly Black and my mother's upbringing having to, you know, uh, grow up in a place where at first it was segregated. And then when she was, you know, around like grade two age, then schools were integrated and um what that was like and so these kind of conversations are something that i'm i'm very like conscious of mm-hmm. and and i'm constantly relating to what i'm seeing mm-hmm. and putting things into perspective that's yeah. awesome that's yeah. great yeah that's so cool i mean uh so just a personal question like what in it what what what's in your heart as far as uh, what you want to get across in your music? Like, what do you want people to see and what do you want to put forth? Yeah. I think so. Start off the bat, black girl magic, you know, gotta, you have to, you have to shine and show our, our, our beauty and our creativity through music. I just love how music is not just about the music, mm-hmm. but it's about like culture. And so, you know, when I've read a song, I'm not just thinking about the song. I'm thinking about all the other parts and pieces that come along with that, like the artwork that will go with the song, um, you know, visuals, video, um, what kind of clothes I'm going to wear. And that kind of, that stuff is, is impactful in, in its art in its own respect mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I wrote a song last summer and it's about black hair and just it's magic and so it's so powerful and how it's like a crown and mm-hmm. you know like don't touch don't touch a black woman's hair you know <laughs> that's the rule of thumb yeah um, <laughs> no no uh, so I just wanted to write about how 
our hair is like uh, our, our lineage and we're, we've been told from young that it's not beautiful and mm -hmm. that it's untamed, it's messy, but like we're, we're not taking that, yeah. you know, we're not taking that anymore. So that's, that's one thing. And also um, I think I, so I'm very shy, even though I might not seem like it, <laughs> but I, especially when I was in like elementary and junior high, was painfully shy. Um, and I had like one or two friends and I wouldn't really branch out outside of that, especially since I went to a, a really small private school, mm -hmm. 10 years. And then I finally in high school transferred to a public school and I was like, oh God, <laughs> oh no, I have yeah. to talk to people. I have to start fresh. I have to make friends. I've never had to do that before. And so I, some of my songwriting really comes from that experience of just being somebody who struggles to make social interactions mm -hmm. um, and how frustrating it can be to be really shy and quiet and not really know how to get the words out or how mm -hmm. to like make friends, um, feeling outcast at some times for whatever reason, um, whether it's based on my race or whether it's based mm -hmm. on just like today I feel timid <laughs> so yeah. i don't feel like talking yeah. um so yeah um and just kind of the things that go through my head um and then of course you know we love a good love song so i also i'm passive aggressive passionately regressing into friendship I'm scared to be honest I don't know what you want and now I've learned my lesson I'm building my walls up because I'm feeling jaded about all the love we were making I want more than attention can I get your affection and baby can you let me know what's your intention Maybe I loved you too much, too soon, too hard, too confidently. Tiny butterflies in my stomach dancing around my truth. Cause I'm too scared. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. So, Monty, this is uh, this conversation has been very good. You're you're an inspiring young person that uh, you know. It makes me feel happy that you're part of the next generation in, in Halifax and Nova Scotia and um, that, you know, the community is in good hands. Yeah, that's great. Sure. Yeah. Jay yeah. Jones, take us out, man. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, just to, to go with what Derek said, uh, it's very good to see where things are going for you. And uh, I'm really, it's what's really cool is, is seeing how, you know, you were saying you struggled with this and, you know, being shy, but you were able to find this platform where you could find that part of yourself where you could say what you wanted to say and express yourself. So keep that going because that's a very empowering thing. And, and we, as people need to be empowered and it's so good for us to see the example of someone who can stand in themselves even beyond what is going on in their own little world, they can take that step forward to add to their power. So, 
you know, uh, it's been very impressive to hear what you do. It's, it was cool to meet your mom and uh, <laughs> know that we're all sort of connected and, and uh, you know, uh, we're just doing our thing. So continue to do you, girl, and keep on keeping on. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are yeah. just you guys are so cool. You have been listening to Down Home. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Songs, Outside, and Too Much Too Soon featuring Harvey Miller are courtesy of Zamani. For more information, check out the show notes. Reaching all aspects, getting deep, no time to sleep as you reach your next phase. Laying it all on the line, new trails start to blaze. It's a fire inside, a brand new path. The song, Breaking New Ground, from The Breakdown. A connection so strong, transcribed with the vibe like magic prescribed. Only to see the perfect blend like a diamond in the rough, ready to drop a perfect gem.